Australians are $26 billion better off now in their offset account, their mortgage payments and bank accounts than they were 12 months ago. The big question is this, how are investors like us who weren't born with a silver spoon, successfully investing in property to create a passive income and still have a lifestyle now? That is the question. This podcast will give you the answers. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> to the Positive Property Show. Because we are about to go into lockdown here in Adelaide. George Markoski and Christina. Now, hey guys. guys. <laughs> now, um, I don't know if you know the news, but what's happening at the moment is we're going in lockdown. Just Adelaide. Adelaide. Uh, six days lockdown. It's been going crazy, actually. Funny enough, what happened was I was getting my beard shaved today and there was a lineup for Coles all the way down the shopping centre. Yeah, I got to witness some panic buying firsthand. It was pretty crazy. I was just working from my office and I've got a chemist downstairs from where I work. And all of a sudden there was like the car park was full. It went from being like only five cars, like the whole thing, totally busy and then it went from being like a one-person lineup to like a 20-person lineup within like you know 10 minutes basically so it was pretty crazy um but yeah everyone's sort of freaking out right now i guess with this whole lockdown look i think i would much rather go hard and go fast with a lockdown and you know do basically similar to what new zealand did where we just go in we shut everything down for a short period of time and then we can open everything up back to normal as quickly as possible after we've been in that lockdown rather than sitting on the fence like Melbourne did and then be in a lockdown for six months. So I'd much rather do six days than six months any day of the week. So I think um, it's sort of good in that respect, but obviously a lot is changing at the moment. But, guys, we're here with some positive news amongst all this chaos for you here tonight. And this is why you've logged in. You've logged in for your weekly injection of, you know, some property and some positivity. And Yes, well, I just got a comment. And thank you. That was great, Christina. And hi. Now, um, I got a comment from Belinda that we're not in the Positive Property Club. Yes, we are. Come to the Positive Property Club. We're here. We're in the club. This is, this is, this is the only club we're going to be in for 6 to 14 look days. Guys, we're, we're in the club. We're here and it's happening. So come and join us. Join us in Hopkins. the club, guys. And we can be bipping and bopping and hippity-hopping in the club. Exactly. <laughs> Getting exactly. on down. And look, um, thank you for your singing this morning. Now, um, today, this morning. today. <laughs> what time of day is it, George? <laughs> look, I, I had a bit of a sleep in today anyway. I've been doing cold showers every morning. Every and, morning. And it's been working very well. It's been great. Um, I've been doing three minutes. A lot easier in summer, obviously. Yes. Now, Because um, the water is hot from the hot pipes. Yes. And I was going to buy a freezer that could fit a human body in it so I can go get in there. But you keep telling everyone that. But really, I decided against the freezer. I'm actually buying a self-contained little ice bath that bath you just tub. jump into. Bathtub. Mm. Yes. What I want to talk about today is, you know, why Australia's property boom about to is going to be turbocharged. I'm going to explain that in a minute. But before we go there, I want to talk to you a little bit about attitude 
mindset and mm, what's happening, yes. right? Because there's a lot of scarcity mentality. I've witnessed it firsthand this afternoon with everyone going crazy, panic buying. So you're going to feel that that energy and that vibe, which is not good for your, your mindset. Yeah, so what I want to do is I want to go through the mindset because this is the deal. You know, we're emotional beings. That's what humans are. Mm. And what we're going to do really at the end of the day, we have to really be mindful and take control of our, our emotions and our mind if we want to be successful. And see, what, what's happening at the moment it's difficult to get a property. Uh, and oh, sorry. It's just up <laughs> here. You can see it right there. Um, oh, yeah. So basically, comments. Comments come through here on, on all channels. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so basically, you know, I've, we've talked to a few members today on the phone. Yep. And, you know, some of the members are like, you know, it's, it's hard at the moment. You know, it's hard to get the valuation. It's hard to get the finance, hard to get the interest rate. And there's a lot of hard things at the moment when it comes to property. Oh, yeah, it's not easy. Right. And at the moment, it's difficult. And the deal is Warren Buffett, you know, Warren Buffett says, you know, when everyone's going one direction, you go the other direction. That's why he's one of the richest men in the world. And what I'm saying now, if you're looking at property investing, do it when it's when it's hard. Yeah. Do it now when it's hard. When, it, when everyone else can't be asked. Because there's one rule about successful people. Successful people do the things unsuccessful people aren't willing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. That's, That's the way always it works. the case. And, you know, if you want to be a successful property investor, you got to go in there and do it when it's difficult. Because when it's easy, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. That's the challenge. When it's easy, everyone's doing it. And then you've sort of, you know, you're doing it when everyone's doing it. It's yeah. too late. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, you know, there's always going to be hurdles in your way. Mm -hmm. You know, the nature of the game is a challenge. The whole, you know, you're going to get challenges no matter what you want to be good at. Or no matter what you want to do in life, really. And that's where I think um, the successful people get separated from people that aren't willing to, to do whatever it takes. And at the end of the day, you know, it's never going to be perfect, but it's also about making sure that you're making progress over perfection. Because if you're looking for perfection, forget it. That, that's the fact. And look, look, I've mentored thousands of people around Australia and many of them have become multimillionaires in their own right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm very proud of that fact. And look, and a lot of our members are very successful and they're very grateful, which is great. And one thing I've noticed is like the fact that it is that when it comes to property investing, you really got to have some grit and stick it out for the long term. Yeah. So what are some things that people can do right now, especially if they're in Adelaide to, I guess, um, have a prosperity mentality and not get sucked into this whole scarcity and you know just stay the course stay true to their goals and and what you're after in life with you know creating a passive income through property yeah okay so basically i guess the important thing is we've got to maintain a positive mental attitude okay yeah and what's right? the best way to do that well one if you're going to talk to yourself because i've done neurolinguistic programming yep right and I've done neuroliptic programming and I've done a lot of NLP when it comes to mindset. And really, you know, a lot of people say your attitude determines your altitude. Okay. You know, yeah, how yeah. successful you're going to become is your attitude. And because we can look at things that go too hard mm -hmm. or we can look at things and say, hey, challenge it. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the way you talk to yourself, the way you explain things makes a big mm -hmm. difference. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're trying to 
lose weight, you don't want to eat as much food, right? Mm-hmm. And someone says, you know, how are you going? And you're like, oh, I'm friggin' starving, <laughs> right? Now, just for that tonality and saying friggin' starving, guess what? It's going to make your body hungry. Yeah. Because yeah. say, say I'm, I'm friggin' starving, it's going to make you feel hungry. Mm. Now, instead of that, you can say, look, I'm actually slightly peckish. Okay. That changes the whole emotion. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Because so so emotions um are, are three way, and what happens is like you know a lot of times we get controlled by emotions, and you know mm-hmm. we're like a like a ship out in the sea. But yeah. really, you can use your body language and your internal representations to can help you control your emotions. Yeah, yeah. Right? And you know um it's very very important. And if you have a very a, a very good posture and you your hand your your eyes are up, you your chest is out. It's hard to feel negative, but when you're like down, mm, down, yeah, yeah. it's going to be like very closed easy to off. Closed off. Yeah. It's very easy to get negative. And so that makes a difference. So what I find is, and you know what we do. Anyway, I'll let you, I tell everyone a secret? I don't know what you're going to tell everyone. Well, so okay, I'm going I can't to say everyone. yes or no to what I don't know you're going to say. Okay, I'm going to be telling everyone the secret about what we do when Christina is feeling a bit depressed and a bit not, and hasn't got a positive mindset, haven't you? Because we do this every now and again, and we don't do it lately very much at all, but we do. Okay, and I wanna, I'm like scared to be now. I'm nervous. Okay. So what I do is, because um, I used to be a trainer with Anthony Robbins. Are you talking about the firewall? Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. And who's done the firewall? Please just comment in the, in the thing. Because the firewall, I'll tell you what the firewall is. The firewall is, it's like five metres of burning coals. And it's not the other fire movement that we talk about, which is um, financial independence, early retirement, retire early. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the fire movement that we've already started. Financial independence, retire early. That's what we yeah. really want to help people do. But what I want to talk about is the firewalk, actually where you you take your, your uh, shoes and socks off and you go barefoot and walk in coals. Now, who do that? Now, that would be a very scary thing to do, I could imagine. Yes, and look, it is. And but- unless you've got the right mindset... Almost impossible. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, what we do, because Christina's never done a real firewalk yet. No. But I've explained to Christina that we do an imaginary firewalk. And it's like an imaginary Christmas. And you, know, and you know what? But how do you feel afterwards, after walking the fire? You feel great because everything about, you know, your outlook sort of changes. Yeah, because you've just walked on an imaginary fire. You didn't burn your imaginary feet. And, <laughs> but the thing is, you've made it and you celebrate at the end. But what, what it is, it's the actual actions that you do. So yeah. if you're at home and you get slightly depressed, especially over the next six days being locked in, mm-hmm. and look, you know, or ask our Melbourne friends how they kept, they coped. I saw a camel up the road, the thirsty camel. Had I'm like, cars, camel? The thirsty camel had... <laughs> the thirsty camel, yeah. Had cars lined up. Yeah, wow. It was packed. Um, and everyone's buying alcohol. That's one way to do it. But look, if you don't want to drink alcohol, try using the firewalk. Mm, Great yeah, way to do it. You know absolutely. I mean? uh, because... You know, so and that's what we do with Christina. That's one of our little and, secrets. And I love um, it's comment that someone's made about you know time in the market beats time in the market. That was Jim Bob actually. And that is so true. Um, and that's what people need to realize. You know, property it's not a get rich quick. You're not going to make you know a million dollars overnight. It's just getting into the market and then letting time take care of the rest. The way I explain it, it's a bit like, you know, having a slow-cooked meal. The sooner you put on that slow cooker and put the meat in, the juicier and the more tender it's going to be, the more hours it's had to sit there and, you know, (laughs) cook in its own juices. (laughs) Okay. Well, look, I think it's more like trees. 
you, you, they grow at different rates. And the more trees you have, the more fruit you get. Absolutely. And, but if you have to wait long enough, and once they're big enough, you're getting so much fruit. It's crazy. But at the beginning, it's not. Um, Belinda just commented, um, I'll, I'll do a firework. I've done the pretend firework. See, I've, I've taken Belinda and I've helped Belinda with that You've as well. You've done the pretend firework. Yeah, because I've, yeah. I've, um, I used to be a motivator. I used to help motivate people. And part of what we did was I used to do the pretend firework because the firework legally is very dangerous because if people burn the shit out of themselves, you're going to get in trouble. You know what I mean? What we do at our two-day retreats, Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this year we just can't. We do had it. one booked in for Bali, totally got cancelled because of the coronavirus. But we will beat the Rona one way or another. Yes. Stay strong, my Adelaideans. The thing is, what we normally do is instead of the firework, we do the board break. Ah, uh, yes. And that that's an amazing thing. I mean, you still got your board, too. Don't you? Yeah, you know no, I mean? it's amazing. And so you put your goals on one side and you put all your fears and everything that's holding you back on the other side, and then you punch through and break through all the things that are holding you back to get through to your goals that are on the other side. And, and the thing is, when you get together with a like-minded people, we had around about, you know, probably just under 100 people together in this yeah, group for yeah. two days, and you've got this the positive mindset and people that are around you that are actually supporting your goals and dreams and not naysayers. Mm-hmm. And... At the end, because what you do is you write all your goals on one side and write all your obstacles on the other side. Mm. And at the end, we smashed through and everyone did it. Yeah. Everyone did it. And yeah. we, we, we had you know, some people that were like 80 years old that did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, seriously. Um, not only to break through the, through the board, but actually... We trained some ninjas. Oh, yeah. Not only did they break through the board, but they actually... Um, invested in property and did well. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And um, we that was just, even more impressive. And it was really good because we caught up with Christina's auntie a couple of days ago, actually, because yeah. she rang me and said, George, just want to let you know, I've paid off my mortgage. Amazing. Right? And I said, wow, um, that was quick. So she joined our program three years ago. Mm-hmm. And she's a lovely lady, really lovely lady. And, you know, we got on really Susan, well. Susan, if you're out there watching, hello. <laughs> and, um, you know, Susan was saying that when she first joined our program because... You know, she was on her own and she's a single mother. She um, was struggling and wasn't mm-hmm. even sure about keeping a house. And yeah. then she joined our program and she followed the steps. And you know what? It takes a lot of courage in her situation. Oh, absolutely. And I must say, she's a very courageous woman, very strong. And she listened to us. And and what she's done now is she's paid off her property and she's got another property that's making $130 a week all in three years. Yeah, amazing. And, you know, so just a little golf hat for Susan because she's well done, you know. And I, and I really warms my heart when people, good people join our program and they follow the system. With, they've got the faith. Yeah, and, to get and the get, success. And you know what? Yeah. I love it when they get the results. And look, she did it in three years. That's very quick. Don't mm. expect to do it that quickly. But mm. I'm really glad because some people take longer, you know. Yeah. But I reckon she's got the record so far, awesome. actually. So can you believe it? That's she's amazing. got the record mm. because I, I paid off a house in around three years once. Yeah. And she's just beaten me. So awesome. <laughs> like, I'm pretty impressed. So that's really good. So I'm very happy with that, which is great. And the thing is, you know, mindset's important because we've got to protect our mind. Mm. And, you know, a bit like the coffee, you know, if if you, someone, if, um, if your worst enemy was making a coffee and they put an extra sugar in it, what would happen? Nothing. 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 Exactly. But let's say your best friend. Tastes a bit sweeter. Yeah, tastes a bit sweeter. (laughs) Might make you a little bit fat. Yeah. (laughs) Now, if your best friend by accident put some poison in your coffee when they made it and they gave it to you, what would happen to you? Well, it might kill you. That's right. That's right. And look, the moral story is watch your coffee. But not only that, it's about 
the coffee is a metaphor for your mindset, mm. right? Yeah. And the thing is, we protect ourselves from idiots out there, keyboard warriors, usually quite well, because a lot of people yeah. out there. And look, if you've seen my episode on uh, I respond to my haters, Responding please go to watch my it haters. in my podcast because yeah. it's hilarious because I wanted to respond to them because we get so many people just commenting and saying stupid. The comments are hilarious. Stupid yeah. shite all the time. <laughs> but, you know, that's okay. You know, there's a lot of keyboard warriors out there. The thing is, though, blocking yourself from those people is not that hard. No. The hard part is is the people and your family and friends close mm. circle. That's the hard part. They're the ones that inadvertently sometimes can hold you back mentally. Without you realising. You know what I mean? Yeah, the people you're surrounded with every day on a day-to-day yeah, basis. exactly. And look, it's, a, you know, you say, you know, I remember, you know, when I first started um, my, my business, mm-hmm. and I was telling her, I'm going to start my own business, and all my friends' family saying, George, don't do it. You're going to lose money. Stay in your job. Mm-hmm. Stay safe. Then when I didn't want to go to uni, I wanted to start my own business. Even my own parents, my father said, don't do it. You're going to be a loser. Wow. Your life. Don't do it. You know, and he didn't do it because he was trying to insert that I was going to be a loser. He just was worried that if I didn't go to uni, he just didn't it. have the, the mindset and the mentality. Well, in his day, well, his, well, his yeah. day it was just university. Now we've yeah. got, you know, people like um, Zuckerberg, Elon Musk. The game has changed. George so Mikoski. All people that made money without <laughs> having to go to university. Even though yeah. I went to uni afterwards and studied neurolinguistic programming, I didn't do it to do electronic engineering. I'm glad I didn't because it wasn't the path for me. And really, at the end of the day, like my mentor and friend, Robert Kiyosaki, says. Yeah. He says, you know, if you want to be rich, don't go to school. Interesting. Yeah, because he had rich dad, poor dad. And poor dad was actually a university lecturer. And his rich dad was a business person that didn't go to university. Yeah. And his rich dad knew about money and knew the principles, whereas poor dad, all he knew was book smarts. Well, if you think about it, at school you get taught nothing about how to manage money or how to invest or how to get your money making you money. There's nothing there practical about how to do that at school or university. So you're really left to figure this sort of stuff out for yourself, which is crazy because it's literally one of the most important things in your life that you ever have to figure out because once you have the money side working you can really then focus on everything else. But until you've got a passive income and replace your active income that you're working to earn through property, it does hold you back. I've got a question here. When looking to set up your very first investment home in this market, is it worth spending more to make your house more attractive for tenants on features such as high ceiling solar, pools or other household features that cannot be done post the build or is it better to spend least? Really good question. It's a great question. And look, there's, there's a midway answer to that because what I do when I do my research is I actually, I, I don't talk to real estate agents in the area. Right. So, you, and what I want to talk about, and this is going to tie in, it's all going to tie in. So a lot of people ask me, you know, ask the question, right, about Australia's property boom, why, right? Australia's property boom is going to be turbocharged, why? Okay, I'm going to explain why it's going to be turbocharged and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you that quickly why now. And then I'm going to explain about what you look for in the property. Okay. Okay. Cool. But just you keep me on track because otherwise I'll get lost. Yep. Okay. So the economy is going to be turbocharged because the RBA has drop rates. Yeah. They're, they're pumping so $100 billion into the economy. Also, Australians are $26 billion better off now in their offset account, their mortgage payments and bank accounts than they were 12 months ago. Businesses have actually done, are doing better now than pre-COVID. Yes, um, the RBA announced that 
the recession is over in September quarter. <laughs> so when you look at all the signs, it's pretty amazing, right? That's awesome. So that's what's happening. And that's, that's why. And now the other part, the thing is what's happening, all the states and country, the country in particular, all the states, they're putting money into infrastructure. Cool. Right. Yeah, now, government spending. Infrastructure actually drives booms. Nice. Right. So I'll, I'll explain to you how it works just to get a bit of an idea. Now, let's say we've got a suburb, right? And mm -hmm. there's people living in the suburb. And they're in North Sydney, just a suburb. And then they've built the Sydney Harbour Bridge from North Sydney to Sydney. Well, suddenly now people from North City don't have to drive all the way through Ryde all the way around. They can just go straight across. They can take a shortcut. So yes. that's like putting in a major highway where yes. there's like a shortcut. So, so what happens then? Mm -hmm. Well, suddenly the government spent money, yeah. but actually improved the value of the properties that are near that bridge. Right? Makes sense, yeah. So therefore it does. And let's say they build a school near your suburb. Mm -hmm. Well, suddenly they, they spent money on a school near your suburb. That's increasing the value of your property. And you're getting this free of charge. Cool. So and then what if they, um, so, so what happens is basically infrastructure is a real key indicator. And one of the key fundamentals that I look at, and seriously, if you want to do well in property, you cannot ignore infrastructure. You have to really get your handle on it. Mm -hmm. However, caveat here, infrastructure is fundamental research and it's very important. However, the caveat is that it is not quantifiable in its pure form. Now, there's a clever little trick that actually shows you how to do it. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to share this trick? Yes. Guys, tell me, do you want me to share this clever little trick? Ooh, it's not a trick. It's just a simple trick. I'm very curious. <laughs> yes. So there's a clever little trick. And if anyone's read the book Freakonomics. Yes. If you've read the book Freakonomics, type in Freakonomics. You're a fellow freaky person, going to get freaky. <laughs> anyway, and, and Freakonomics, was, what happened was there was these two, I think they were Harvard professors when it came to finances. And what they did is they tried to use financial models to predict human behavior. Right. And what happens is you can actually, and they've done this with monkeys and other animals as well, funny enough, right? And what they've done is they've worked out that financially you can work out what monkeys are willing to do for a certain amount of grapes and what they're not. And people are like monkeys as well, but we don't do it for grapes, we do it for dollars, right? So um, that's the key, that's the thing, which is fascinating. So what I want to do now is, great, I know there's a shopping centre coming in, mm -hmm. but then there's a bridge over here coming in yep. and there's a school over there. Now, how do you compare an apple and an orange and a banana? Whatever tastes best. <laughs> and look, and, and that's the big question. How do you do that, right? Well, there's a way. There is a way of doing it. Okay. And I've worked it out. And it's called statistical modelling through Freakonomics. Statistical modelling. Through Freakonomics. Okay, cool. Yeah, so what I do is I look at all the stats in a suburb. Yeah. And let's say they're building a school next to Tennyson, mm -hmm. right? Then what I do is I look at the stats and I look at, okay, what's happened to vacancy rates? Mm. Has it gone up? Has it gone down? Are people giving, what's happened to vendor discount? Are people giving bigger discounts in this area? Mm -hmm. Because if people are giving less discount in the area, I can actually quantify 
how much more value they think that area is worth if I compare it to what they used to give compared to now. But not only that, I can also compare that discount to the 16,000 other suburbs around Australia. Cool. So then what I can do, instead of comparing three different, a banana, apple, and a pear, which is very hard to do. Mm. I mean, what are you going to choose? Yeah. Depends what you like, I suppose, but it's hard to choose between a banana, apple, and pear. They're all fruit. However, through this, I can actually turn it into a number. And I can quantify and, But I can not only compare the apple, banana, and the, and the fruit, but I can compare every single suburb in Australia. Cool. Because I want to look at all the fruit. Yeah. Right? And then when I'm looking at every suburb, and then I can look at um, what's the past data, what's the future data, how does it compare to the others, and how much have they changed? Mm. By looking at that and there's 39 different factors that I look at, you can actually tell actually with what people are doing with their wallets, what they really think. Yeah. Because interesting thing about Trump and Biden, the first, uh, not Trump, but Trump, Trump and Clinton. Okay. So what happened was, you know, and I'm not, not I'm bipartisan, I'm not into the left or the right. Right, because I, I think uh, you know we're not here to talk politics. We're think, here to talk property. But I think um, I really think that at the end of the day, you know, you need a left wing and a right wing, and I'm, I'm sort of more of a centre. I don't think I, you need either. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I like policies of both sides, and I like to mix them up. But anyway, what happened was they did these polls, right, with Trump beforehand, and Clinton was winning the polls. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason was is People were, you know, if you said publicly that you supported Trump, people would laugh at you, think you're an idiot. So people secretly liked Ah, uh, yeah. So they, they were in the it. closet they're about the, who they were voting they for. They were in the closet for who they were voting for. So the polls actually showed Clinton was kicking ass. Yeah. But the polls weren't correct. Uh, of course, yeah. However, if you look at sports bet, they were, they were actually paying out, paying out less for Trump. Yeah. Because they knew through money, right? Mm. Because yeah. if you want to know who's going to win the election, look at look at the betting places because yeah. who's betting what? Because pe- their, people's money shows you what's happening. And yes. This is a really good example to show you that the, st- the, the statistics. Follow the money. Follow the money, exactly. And that's <laughs> what we want to do when it comes to property investing. So when you're setting up your first investment home, and now I'm going to go through and answer this question for you, right? So when you're looking at your first investment home, um, you want to get it right. So the number one thing you want to do is you want to make sure you get in the top 100 suburbs. Absolutely. And you want to make sure that you've got statistical freakonomics behind your side. You want to be backed by that. You don't want to rely on fundamentals. No. Right? Because what you think might be important might actually not be very important at all. (laughs) Yeah. So then what I do is what I do is I do my fundamental research and I do statistical freakonomic stuff. Mm. Then I choose my top 100. Then I pair them down in price-wise so I can get the right price. Yep. Then what you're doing is you're asking the question, you know, you know, what are you doing? Are you going to put in um, high ceiling, solar, pools, household features? Well, this is what I do. I contact property managers in the area. Mm-hmm. See, most people will call real estate agents. Yeah. I don't call real estate agents. I never talk to them. Because the problem is if I talk to a real estate agent and say what's good in the market, they're going to try to sell me something they can't sell. Yeah. Because they want to sell something to me, right? And I don't want to I don't want to do that. But property managers, they're actually on the same side as you because they want you getting a property that's going to rent out easily. They want tenants. So I I want to talk to a local property manager 
and ask them the questions of what I need to what I need. Because I, I can't answer that because I don't live there. Mm. I'm not a tenant and that house is not for me. So yeah. I want to be objective and I want to ask ask the property manager. The property manager is going to know what there's demand there for. Exactly. And we do all that research anyway. We find out what the demand is. So what we find is what we do is go, okay, normally, for example, a pool is going to reduce the value of your house. Mm, yeah. uh, one, for sale and two, for rental and more maintenance. So I suggest don't worry about the pool at all. High ceilings, it may not make a difference to the rent. People may not be willing to pay extra. Because what I'm looking at is what I'm looking at is I want a property that's good quality that's going to double in the next 7, 10 or 12 years. Mm. And what needs, what needs to happen needs to be good quality and it needs to be in the right area. Those yeah. two factors combined. You can't just have good quality property in the shit area. It's not going to help. No, no. It's going to be a good area. Then number two, I'm going to look at the cash flow calculator and work out, is it affordable for me? Yes. And really, if I'm going to add high ceilings, solar, any other features, it's only going to be adding through the cash flow calculator mm -hmm. and through the property manager and working out, am I going to get more rent or not? So what I'll do, for example, solar. Let's say solar costs four grand. I'd get four grand, I'd put it in my calculator, I'd ring up the property manager and say, look, if I've got solar, what's the difference in rent? Mm. That's okay, it's gonna cost, you're gonna get an extra $6 a week. Then I put the extra $6 a week income, I've got the extra $4,000 cost, then I compare it to my other number, and it's all about the numbers. What yeah. number's gonna give you a bigger return? And that's all yeah. that matters. So all I want to do is look at numbers. You want to be objective. You don't want to be emotional. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And if you can, that's why with statistical analysis of finding the right property, you're using numbers instead of emotions. And then when you're choosing what you put in the house or use numbers, all I've got to do is look at how much more do I spend? How much more do I get? And compare it to the other scenarios. And then with this easy spreadsheet, the cash flow calculator, you can just type it in. Won't take you, you know, you can do this cash flow calculator in 20 minutes. Right. And then you just smash out a few cash flow calculators and you've got a very clear number. And what I do when I do my research, I've got a whole heap of cash flow calculators on different properties, and different options. And then I know which one to choose. And it's really simple. What, what are you going to choose? Um, positive $50 a week, positive 120. Well, obviously positive 120 makes more sense. Why not get both? <laughs> <laughs> well, because of the five ones and you know, the five ones, we, one, do one, one property, property at, at a time. time. You don't do more than one property at a time. One of those rules. It's a good rule to have. <laughs> what I'm doing is I'm going through this in depth on our 14 day challenge. Yes. Yeah. So, um, cause basically what I'm doing in December, December the 14th, I'm doing a 14 day challenge. Write it in your calendar now. If you haven't already December the 14th. Yep. So 14 guys, day challenge, 14 day challenge. On December the 14th, I'm doing a 14-day challenge. And what I'm doing with this 14-day challenge is actually going to be showing people exactly every step of the way. So imagine if you had a roadmap, right? This is called the Freedom Free Property Challenge, formerly known as the Million Dollar Game Plan Challenge. So what happens is you create Freedom Free Property by creating a Million Dollar Game Plan in 14 days. And what I'm going to be doing, sorry, what I'm going to be doing- In the frame. Okay, what I'm going to be doing is um, I'm going to be delivering a video each day, unlocking a new video, and you get a mission. And you complete the mission, and then you get a bit of work. And then I got I, I have to get you to do that work so you can just progress. And it's 14 days, and at the end of it, you've got a game plan. And really, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're getting your first property or your next property. This is the key to doing it. Most people that are new to property, 
find it very overwhelming and complicated because they don't understand the core principles and that's the problem. Once you know the core principles, once you create a blueprint, you're the architect of your future, then it's all very simple and you can see it all. And I've had so many people that have done the challenge and then after the challenge, they go, George, I get it now, I understand. Because yeah. you know this is the sort of thing, you, you create a million dollar property portfolio game plan it's the tool that's going to serve you for the rest of your life. Mm. It's, there's so much power in this, power to change lives. Power like what we've done with Christina's auntie and she's paid off the house and done everything else she's done. Like, it's pretty awesome. Like, that's the sort of power we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm coming into the frame. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So that's the power. And that's what I want to do. So what I'm doing is I'm going to be launching the 14-day challenge and this is the last one I'm doing for the year. That's it. Last one. Last one. Last chance. Now, All said and done. So, guys, if you're interested in doing the challenge, type in challenge below and I'll send you a personal message. I've only got 100 spots left and that's it. And they're going to fill very fast. Because of the hands on nature, um, I can't get any more than 100 people in this challenge because I'm going to be there every night doing it with you live mm. and helping you. But seriously, you know, if 2020 wasn't the year for you, Make, make 2021 the year for you. Get your million dollar game plan before you even start 2021. How amazing is this? And the good thing is, you know, once you've got your plan, you've got something physical you can show your spouse, your friends, your family that you've done something and something you can be proud of. You've created a future. Not only that, now with interest rates being super low, there's never been a better time in history to get into the market and actually start investing if you haven't already or grow your existing portfolio it's amazing the opportunity that we've got right now guys look it's crazy because you know we've got some people on one hand going you know you shouldn't be investing blah 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 but you've got to do the opposite that's what you've got to understand whenever people say not to do something that is the time to do something as long as you're educated about it <laughs> exactly look it's not easy at the moment that's why it's the right time to do it right mm. and that's the fact of it so and look you know i think 2020 for a lot of people was a write-off or a learning experience. And I mm. really think, you know, let's get, make the most of it. Let's do this 14-day challenge. Let's get a million-dollar property game plan for their portfolio and let's set up our lives for the rest of our lives. Look, forget your New Year's resolutions. Let's do it beforehand. This is going to be your New Year's resolution. You know, if you, ask, now. if you ask me, and if you haven't already done this, if you haven't replaced your income through property, I suggest that should be your number one goal. That should be your New Year's resolution. Because once you do that, once you've got more income, more freedom, then you've got more meaning in your life and you can create better things. Yeah, awesome. So, George, are you going to answer the question that we all came here for? Yes, I did. I already answered the question. You already answered it. Yes. <laughs> Basically, I said there's a lot of infrastructure spending. Um, okay, let's do a summary. Good yes. idea. Oh, of course. <laughs> we explained tonight that how the difference between how infrastructure affects property and why infrastructure is a prediction that property prices going up. We also explained how infrastructure pushes the price of the suburb up. Mm. But we also said there's different types of infrastructure. You know, you can have a bridge, a school, and a library, and it's like a banana, apple, and a pear, right? So, you know, how do you how do you compare it? So what we did, we talked about Freakonomics, we talked about statistics, and we spoke about how, what we can do is use statistics and find out what people are really doing with their cash. Just like with uh, Trump and Clinton, when people 
with their money, they were betting mm. on Trump, but on the polls, they were saying something different. You know, so the important thing is watch what people do, not what they say. That's the important thing. And the best yeah. way to know what they do is by the money they spend. And that's with why, their wallet. <laughs> that's why with statistical analysis of free economics, we can look at a suburb and find out are people spending more in the suburb or not. And that really shows you how much more it's worth. So we learned about that. And we learned because the infrastructure, because people are $26 billion ahead, because we've got the most savings in the whole world compared to anyone else. And business actually has gone better than not worse. Most property markets have already gone up except for Melbourne. Yeah. And the RBA said the recession's over. You can see why that the property market boom is going to be turbocharged. You know, a lot of people are predicting there's going to be the biggest boom in 50 years. Now, that's a big, bold claim. That's awesome. And I don't know if I'd go that far, but I know one thing. It's going to be a good boom. And I really think that, you know, next seven to 10, 12 years, you can set yourself up financially forever and never have to work a day in your life. Some people may even be able to do it in three or four years. Yeah, I mean, look, I've never seen interest rates this low ever in my life. So it's a pretty amazing time to be alive, guys. There's so much opportunity. And that is why Australia's property boom is going to be turbocharged. Yeah, so guys, type in 14-day challenge or mission impossible. Type in challenge down type below. In challenge. Type in challenge below <laughs> if you want to join our challenge. And look, and I'll send you it out, check it out. The good thing about this challenge is um, it's 100% money back guarantee. So you're nothing you can't to get lose. Better than that, no risk. Right? So it's pretty, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Absolutely, Definitely. guys. So, so guys. Um, anything else you want to chat about before we go, George? Look, we did a summary. Yeah. You've spent the time with me. You've heard me talk about it. That's what's happening. It's really exciting times. I'm super excited about, you know, all the opportunity that we've got. It's pretty amazing when you think about it. I mean, we're going to look back in 10 years and go, wow, property was so cheap. Why didn't I buy more? <laughs> well, look, this is the deal, though. And this is what, ha this is what happened to GFC. Yeah. I'll explain to you what happened to GFC. So there's some property investors mm. after GFC. They said the GFC destroyed my property portfolio. I was fucked. Yeah. yeah. And there was another group of property investors who said the GFC made me millions and I made money. <laughs> and I was yeah, one of those people, yeah. right? And look, there's going to be two types of people from COVID. You're going to say COVID was the best thing ever for me and made me a property millionaire or I missed out on the boat again. Mm. You know, because if you, if you missed the last boom, it's not your fault. But seriously, if you miss the next one, whose fault is it? I've already told you about it over and over. I started last. I started back in 2008. <laughs> He's like a broken record. He won't shut up about it. I won't. No, I'll be, I'll be talking about it in 2008, and a lot of people didn't believe me, and they missed out. Yeah. Well, if you listen to me then, you listen to me now, you should really take action. Absolutely, anyway, guys. Guys. Lovely to chat to you. So lovely much. to see you. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you here next week. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, with a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income, I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. 
It is important to understand the information I share is of a general nature only and is not taken into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking. Many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resources together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.